0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible,
1: the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Darrell Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see the amazing way God feeds the great multitude of the children of Israel in the middle of the desert. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 16 on Simply the Bible.
0: Having crossed the Red Sea, the children of Israel were making their way to Mount Sinai. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 16. And they journeyed from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai on the fifteenth day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. The Lord had brought them to Elam where there were twelve wells of water and seventy palm trees. It would have been comfortable for them to remain in this desert oasis, but it was time for them to continue their journey. God gives us needed times of rest and refreshment, but then he sends us back into the wilderness of this world to continue our journey. It had now been one month since they had left Egypt. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. When we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. The people were hungry and they became angry. I think we call this being hangry. Anyway, they naturally complained against Moses and Aaron for leading them into this situation. But how soon they forgot how God had miraculously delivered them from the Egyptians and even made the bitter waters sweet at Marah. Did they really think that Moses had brought them into the wilderness when it was the cloud leading them by day and the pillar of fire by night? But people who are hungry don't think rationally. They longed for Egypt, the pots full of meat and the plentiful bread but somehow they forgot their misery in Egypt. This is how the devil tempts us. When we go through trials, he incites us to long for the good old days of the life of the flesh, while he numbs our memory to its misery. He reminds people of late nights partying while making them forget the morning after. Discontent and disgruntled people forget the blessings they've already received And then they say harsh things that they don't really mean. Did they really believe that it would have been better for them to die in Egypt or that Moses and Aaron had led them into the wilderness to starve them? But in their hostility against God's servants, the people did not realize they were murmuring and complaining against God, for it was God who had led them into this situation. We must remember that when we complain against our situation or against others, we are really complaining against God who has allowed it. Let's face it, God does permit difficult people in our lives for our growth as well as for theirs. Instead of striking out against the people, we ought to ask God, Lord, what would you teach me through this? Verse 4, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Now the Lord could have rained fire and brimstone upon them for murmuring and complaining, but instead he would rain bread from heaven. God was so merciful and patient with their temper tantrums. He pitied them as a father pities his children. When our small children become angry at the slightest provocation, we realize that they are either tired or hungry and we make allowances for them. Likewise, at this early stage of their wilderness journey, God was patient with his complaining children even though they were testing him. God would certainly provide for his people all the food that they needed but he would also use this to test them to see if they would obey simple instructions. The Bible tells us that the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. Nevertheless people find them hard to obey because of the sin within but God would use even the daily supply of bread to discipline his children in keeping his word. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses would later reflect on this. Deuteronomy 8, three says, So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor your fathers know, that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Every bit as important as them feeding on the manna was that they fed on the instructions that God gave concerning the manna. This boiled down to two rules. Number one, every day they were to gather enough manna for that day. And number two, they were to gather twice as much on the sixth day for the Sabbath. Verse 6. Then Moses and Aaron said to all the children of Israel, At evening you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your complaints against the Lord. But what are we that you complain against us? Also Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening, and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. Now, you can tell Moses was getting a bit perturbed with the people because they were blaming him and Aaron for something the Lord had done, namely, leading them into this situation. Over the next 40 years, Moses would get fed up with them and finally lose his temper and misrepresent God. This would result in Moses not going into the promised land. It seems at this point that the Lord wasn't upset with the people as much as Moses was. We must all keep vigilant watch over our own attitudes, lest we allow petty frustrations with others to become a foothold for Satan. The Apostle Paul warns us not to let the sun go down on our anger. Verse 9, Then Moses spoke to Aaron Say to all the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. Now in one sense, they had been seeing the glory of the Lord all along. He appeared before them as the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. But they had grown accustomed to His presence so that it wasn't as special as it had been. Now God would have to appear to them in a special manifestation of His glory to get their attention. Likewise, the Lord is always with us. In Him, we live and move and have our being. We cannot escape His presence. But sometimes we forget that He is with us, leading us, listening to what we say and watching what we do. And we need the reminder of His glory and power. I believe that this is one of the reasons fellowship is so vitally important. As we gather in the name of Jesus, the Lord has promised to be in our midst and we experience His grace, power, and glory. This is an essential realignment when the world and its trouble gets us out of sorts. Verse 11, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay all around the camp. Now, it would have been enough for God to satisfy their hunger with the bread from heaven. But to this, God also added the abundance of quail. Why did he do this? I think it shows that God goes above and beyond what we need to bless us. He is merciful toward us. While he allows times of deprivation to test us, he also brings times of plenty for our enjoyment. And when the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. So when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to each one's need, one omer for each person according to the number of persons. Let every man take for those who are in his tent. One of our grandsons is in the stage where he points to things and says, what's that? This is what I think of when I think of the children of Israel looking at this white, round substance that fell from heaven and sat on the dew. What is it? They said, and that is what manna means. What is it? Now, this was bread from heaven, and each person would collect one omer, which is six pints, each day. It has been estimated that to supply this much manna for two million people daily would have required four freight trains of 60 cars each. Now, there is a beautiful picture of Christ in this. In John's Gospel, chapter 6, After Jesus had fed the 5,000, the people said to him, Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, Give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus is the true bread from heaven given to us by the Father. As the manna gave life to the children of Israel in the desert, so Jesus gives life to the world as anyone in the camp could freely partake of the manna, so anyone in the world who is willing may freely partake of Christ. The manna satisfied them physically, but Jesus satisfies us spiritually. He is the bread of life, and if we will feed on Him and on His word, then we will never hunger. That is why it is vitally important for us to feed on Jesus daily by gathering His Word and chewing on it. It is life to us. So if you're listening today, this is just one of many ways to get your daily dose. You've been listening to Simply the Bible,
1: the through-the-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. God provided food for His people in the desert, but it required them to obey simple commandments. Are they able to do it? We hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible.